Hell yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to another episode of Off the Cuff. OTC, baby. How it's your boy, doing? David Goolsby. It's your boy, Mark McQuarrie. And today, we have a we have a very special guest today. Right. An OG in the game. Every guest is special, but this <laughs> guest is more special than all of the rest. Y'all don't understand. It's uh, a motherfucking OG in this motherfucking OG. bitch. Yeah, old Rocky. It's about to give some of you young niggas some motherfucking wisdom. Bro, y'all about to get some sage advice. To yes, implement sir. into your life. Y'all thought this was a game. Everybody, I don't, I don't give a fuck where you at right now. Put your hands together. Put your motherfucking like, hands clap together. clap right now. Hit the clap. Come on. Clap right now. For our guests. Yeah, that's here. Right now. Do that. Motherfucking Rocky Wilson. Yes, How sir. How you doing, Rocky? Okay. How you doing, D? I'm doing What's all right, man. What's up, bro? How you all doing? Right. Doing all right. Rocky, you've been, yeah. you've been out here in the, in the North Carolina scene, but a lot of people, they don't know that you're not originally from North Carolina. No, we're from Philadelphia, sir. Philadelphia? Are you from Philly? A town called Chester, Pennsylvania. Okay. Familiar with Chester? Yeah. We from Jameer Nelson, the most famous for y'all young folks. Jameer Nelson's from Chester. Hmm. Basketball facts right there, guys. There you go. Point guard for the <laughs> point guard for, the for everybody. He can stick one place. Did you spend most of your time growing up in Pennsylvania? All your yes, time sir. Up? yes, I'm Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Chester mostly. Yeah, but I spent some time in New York City. Yeah, were you doing a uh, stand up while you were in Pennsylvania? Yeah, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Did stand up uh, at a place called the Comedy Rooks where I started. Back in 1978, oh, wow. 79. So you've been, you've been at this comedy thing oh, for been, a minute. Yeah, I was the comedy thing when, 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 when your mama was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's facts. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, a long time ago. Well, my, my, mama, my mama was probably listening to you. She probably was out here. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark has an old mom. I got an old family. Mark has an old family. <laughs> I have an old family. Okay. I mean, I guess in relation to like other people, my like my parents were still like on the older side when they had me, but... Your parents were a little bit older. Yeah, no, nah, my mom was almost thirty nine. Like, just she was done. She was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm done. I don't want nothing to do with these kids." <laughs> <laughs> and that was um, it was a fun time though, man. Back in those days, man, it's a different scene. Then. What was what was stand up like coming up in stand the late seventies? Um, coming up in the seventies, you had for black people for us, for black, because I have to be black. It was like um, we mostly did openings for like. Um, 70s acts mm-hmm. the openings for like people like from Blue Magic Delphonics Temptations Teddy Prendergrass Patty we did most of the opening stuff mm-hmm. they were coming and, and the comedy clubs were like um, you had your comedy clubs but it wasn't uh, the boom didn't happen until the 80s mm-hmm. so most of our comedy was done in places like bars or nightclubs where they had jazz bands or whatever, or, night, or nightclubs where they had parties or discos, you know, called discos. Yeah. And we would do the um, the spots in between the um, in between the dancing. Hmm. And um, yeah, and um, the first guy in Philly was a guy named Sam Hollis. He had a place called the Jailhouse on Market Street. You know, I remember mm-hmm. Market Street, the Jailhouse on 54th and Market. That's where I first went in to do stand up as a comedian. Mm-hmm. My first job as a comedian was in high school. Oh. A talent show, and I was supposed to sing. It was four of us. The other three guys didn't show up. So you just went out there and told jokes. And I went out there and I started winging it, and that's when I knew I had comedy fit. I did impressions and all. What? And it worked. What in I your won. mind told you to do jokes instead of just try to sing without that other person? I did teachers and impressions of teachers. Oh. I I was known for doing that around the school, and so um, when they didn't show up for the show. I had a spot, and I, I was determined I was going to go on, so I was going to sing, but then um, when I walked out there, the people in the audience, they kind of knew that I had the ability to do other things, so they thought I was going to do something, so yeah. I just started doing my teachers, and I won the talent show. Wow. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> That's cold. Yeah. You went out there making fun of people, and then in got, got the win. The teachers, and I won with bands, acapella groups, musicians, and everything, and I won. Was that the first time that you really thought to yourself, I mean, I can really do this comedy Yeah, then I knew I was funny, but after that, though, man, I I went to the jailhouse, the comedy club, the only comedy club in the city really at the time. It was like a quote-unquote comedy club and jazz club and musical club, and and I went there. I started going there every week, Hmm. and I owed the gentleman named Sam Hollis put me up, the kid up, every Thursday. Wow. And I started doing like Richard Pryor jokes and Flip Wilson jokes and in the seventies. That's when I started. How would you equate like doing stand up in Philly at that time to kind of where we're at now, at least in the like in the North Carolina scene? Because I feel like 
like how was the Philly scene like when you first started, maybe compared to where it is now? The Philly scene now, which I don't do see too much of, uh, from what I'm hearing, because I quit for a long time. I quit in '94. I stopped doing stand-up. You never stopped the humor in you. I was still funny. I was still writing. God was still giving me jokes, but I wasn't performing. Mm-hmm. But okay, I stopped in '94. Now Philly now, from what I see with comedy now, it's more of a um, it's saturated with comics, like everywhere else. It's comics everywhere. You know, so now it seems like they're doing the same thing we're doing down here. Uh, comics are telling jokes to comics. It's just, it's so much, it's not a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, as I asked you about who's working, who's booking. Yeah. Because in the 70s, um, 70s, 80s, it was always um, places to work for money. Mm-hmm. You know, we would sign up with a list uh, as, as comedians, we put our name on a list. And they would draw your name out of a hat, and that's the order that you went. Hmm. Audience was a no problem. People who came in, they sat down, they wanted to see us. And if, if you were funny, um, for two weeks, you were working on a Friday or Saturday for like $50 a set. Dang. Wow. That's how it was in the 80s. No, the 80s. That's wild. <laughs> the 80s was moving. And, they, and they would, they would, you would open your book up and then start checking off dates with, with agents and bookers. Wow. For the whole year, um, about February, March, if you was so funny. it was easy to get booked in the eighties. Easy to get booked, man, because there weren't many comedians. So it's too many comedians. Is that what you're saying? It's too many comedians now. Do you think that it is okay? <laughs> what What would you think like has attributed to like just this new burst of new comics coming out? Wanting uh, to try stand up. I think. I think. Um, and do you think it will last? Like this? Yeah, this yeah, number of yeah. Comics? But see, it's only going to be. Uh, a few, it's like even then he had he had a few few comedians, but even then, um, only a small percentage was actually funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now you have a lot of comedians, but the talent to actually be a comedian and be funny is 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 a small percentage of people. Man, a lot of people can stand up in front of people, they can talk, and they can speak, and mm-hmm. they, they can make presentations and all that, but they're not funny. You have to be you born with the ability to make people laugh. Yeah, you know, you don't. Uh, you have it. I don't know the brother here, but I know you have it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know I have it. And mm-hmm. then, then, then once you know it, you know what I mean. That's 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 what works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I, I, I think it's too many comedians now. I feel I, so called comedians. I think it's too many people. Too many people just trying yeah. to be comedians. Yes, yeah, too many people. In your uh, experience, like based off of your own like wisdom and like what you've just kind of seen. Throughout your years and saying, like, what do you think is kind of a defining characteristics or a number of defining characteristics in comics that, you know, are eventually going to be all right as far as, like, you know, career wise and comics that, you know, are going to end up dwindling off? Well, um, what I noticed, because I was I was in New York for a while. So I was in New York in the um, in the early 90s when you have people like Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle. Colin Quinn, Keith Robbins, who's a friend of mine, Wanda Sites. This names just dropped some names yeah, out there. Yeah. I was in the same company at that time. Mm-hmm. This is before I quit. And I noticed that, um, like, like, once again, there's a lot of comics around. But the people who, that you know today as famous and so quote unquote successful comedians, these guys were very disciplined. Mm-hmm. These guys wrote all the time. And yeah. they, they played around, had a good time. But when it came time to be serious, they had their jokes was lined up. It wasn't a lot of lot of um, segues that wasn't there. Yeah, and they were funny all the time, and they worked on their they're professional, professional. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be as a young comic today, I think if you want to have some longevity, get the discipline, learn how to, and remember your jokes, write your jokes down. It's more than just comedy. Be, it's more than just being comedy. It's more than just being funny. You have to learn how to be disciplined, how to um, structure your act. It's stage mm-hmm. presence, it's the whole gamut, and um, them guys had. I seen that when I was in New York. I seen that from them guys, and, they, and, and I'm not surprised that um, Chappelle's doing what he's doing because he, I seen him work at it. I seen him stink and come back and take the same joke and twist it and do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, so natural ability, like everything else, natural ability is just it's the beginning. You got yeah. to put the work in. I seen him put the work in. Rocky wow. didn't put the work in. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Rocky's sitting here with you. Oh, <laughs> so what made you move to North Carolina? Yeah. Well, um, I stopped doing stand-up back in, um, in, in 94, 95. And um, for reasons that I don't want to go into, it wasn't no 
alcohol, drugs, or anything, but I got involved with a young lady and things snowballed or whatever. While I'm getting married, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, uh, I just got a job and I was working in uh, Philadelphia. My wife's job was a little better than mine and she decided she wanted to move down here and I came with her. And that's when I moved down here in 2011. Hmm. Dope. What made you want to get back on stage and do? I never left. Um, I physically left comedy, but everything in me never left. Never left comedy. I started watching. I started seeing comedians on TV that I know weren't as nearly as funny as me. Mm-hmm. And you and felt it, that competitive edge again, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, because it don't leave you. It's not so much. It's a competitive edge, yes, but um, it's not a competitive edge where you kind of want to have money or you want to have success. You yeah. just want to show people you were funnier than them. It's like it's like it's like when you see a girl. Yeah, and, and and you want them to say, well, uh, <laughs> well, how you get that girl? That's yeah. my girl. Comedy, comedy is that's my girl. You out there messing around with? I'm funny. I can do this too. You don't gotta pay me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wanted right. to be. I, this is what I do. This is what mm-hmm. I do. It's like you know, this is what I do. I know how to make people laugh. It's a gift. I know I have it, and I want to use it. That's that's I. That's it. And one day I'm sitting home. I'm watching the television, and I seen a guy say, oh, no, I, I know he ain't working. He saw his lady get mistreated. He was like, oh, no. No, nah, no, no. Nah. No, I'm funnier than you, bro. <laughs> I got to go. I got to at least try these jokes out I got in my head. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to go to the idiot box. I know a lot of, um, I feel like a lot of traditional stand-up comics, people who started off their comedy career like in stand-up, and they see a lot of these internet uh, comedians kind of come through and then make that transition and try to make the transition from the internet to the stage and it doesn't always translate and I want to know you know what what do you think when you see someone from the internet try to translate that type of like that like uh, try, less than a minute video clip funny and try to translate that into 30 minutes yeah into like a, into an act on stage what do I think about that like yeah, what do you think about that? And then like how quickly a lot of them are still able to attain success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the social media, mm-hmm. um, you're able to become a star now, quote unquote star, or yeah, or become a working comic like overnight. Yeah. As far as the the art of comedy, I don't like that because you know God bless them. You make your money, you do what you do. But personally, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. And I think any any um, seasoned comic, anybody who's been out here for a while, or know anything about comedy, will tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's like um, it's like somebody that's that's a carpenter or a plumber or something. You know what I mean? And 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 they, they take a, a quick course on how to be a plumber, mm-hmm. and then then they come into your house and they want to they want to um, change your bathroom. You know what I mean? And yeah, they, might, yeah. they might do it. But the craft of what that a plumber knows... It's not masterwork. It's not mm-hmm. masterwork. So if something twists or goes a different way, they can't... And, and you may have to come behind them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they, they didn't put it the way... They might know the basic stuff. Yeah. But 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 you got you got to do your homework. You, you got to pay your dues. That's where I come from. You got to pay your dues. You got to do your homework. You got to learn what you're doing in order to be, to be uh, a comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, you might call yourself a comedian... And you might be making some money, but the but the craft's not there. Like some some of your greatest artists, man, with the greatest portraits that you see, these guys not making any money, but his artwork is there. Artist knows it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, because no true artists know what's going yeah. on. True yeah, artists. This guy, he's he funny, and he probably could be a lot funnier if he put the time in. You got you got to do some living. Like I try to tell some. Um, some young comedian sometime, man, that you funny, but wait until you find out who you are. Mm-hmm. You really going to be funny. Then. That's OG advice right there. Yeah. That's real <laughs> OG advice right yet. there. He said, you don't even know who you is, boy. Oh, no, man. You think you funny. You ain't funny now. Have some kids. Have some kids. Have some kids. Get, get your job. heart broken. <laughs> somebody die, and, and you got to go perform that night. Boy, do do that right quick. Get, get, get the flu. Oh. And have you? I've been through this. Oh, gee, he letting you know. He talking to you. I was sick, man. Y'all listen. Grandmother died. Mm-hmm. I had to go to work. I had talk to drive two hours to a gig. And Come you on, ain't had no GPS. Come on, OG. <laughs> Come on, talk to him. <laughs> hey, listen, rain. niggas, listen. He <laughs> talking to you. You talking about riding around in the rain, man? 
with, with, with your car light on, looking looking at your directions. Come on. In the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning. Y'all ain't never use an almanac? What's up? Almanac, a nigga. Map. A map? Y'all niggas got phones. <laughs> yeah. Y'all not funny yet. Y'all not funny yet. You funny. You all right? You all right. I'm not saying you're not funny. I laugh at you. But, he um, laugh at you. He not you with you. You start living, brother. Live a little bit first. Yeah. That's what yeah. he's saying. OG advice right quick. That's all he you wanted know, you to have. All. I don't mean to sound. I sound jealous. Or, or oh, no. Man. You cool. I like right. that. That was OG <laughs> advice. You got you to gotta give like the young comics the keys. A lot of Because I feel like, um, also, I feel like a lot of us, at least like kind of people around my age, we're kind of real arrogant already. Oh, yeah. yeah I see Thinking that. that I see like, that a lot of kids. You know, that's why like. We didn't I, even have that problem when I was coming along. Yeah, I genuinely try to stay. I genuinely try to stay humble. Of course, you got to. You got to. Because I've I've seen. Because even like (laughs) even like in the local scene, you see a lot of people when they try to, they kind of get like too big of a head for themselves, like too early, and then they kind of get like knocked back down a little bit. I'm just. Oh yeah, I seen that too. Trying to stay as. I seen that too. That's that's why a brother like you, you you you'll be fine. Yeah. Everybody like that. See, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen people get big success. Okay, mm-hmm. this for example, take take um this for example. Okay, if you go back about um two years two years ago, just for a TV show, it's not even comedy. Look at Walking Dead. Yeah. You remember how big um Walking Dead was? Yeah. Yeah. Now look at it now. Look at what's the, what's the, what's the, I don't know the actors' names anymore. But but you knew Walking Dead. Yeah. But now Walking Dead is starting to starting to turn. Yeah, true. You see what I'm saying? It turns on the dime. True. Yeah. You know, there's so many great. Look, man, look at Dane Cook. Where's Dane Cook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, see what I'm saying? That's a that's a dick. Is that what I'm saying to you? So, yeah. so if if you don't if you don't keep focus on what you do, and and why you are who you are, if you don't know who you are, you can't even stay focused on who you are. But Uncle Rock so got the keys. Go there. Uncle Rock got Uncle the Rock got the keys. <laughs> Y'all not listening. Uncle Rock got the keys. You know, I I I, I, I tell you, I watch Dave. You know, I've seen him. I sat around. Uh, I don't know Kevin Hart. I, I left comedy when he was starting to grow. You know, but I watched it. I watched Chris Rock. I watched Wanda. I watched Keith Roberts, a good friend of mine. I watched Patrice O'Neill. You know, I seen him. He tore my cart one day. I was coming to, um, where's we going? He's going somewhere. And Patrice got in my car. He's a big dude, man. He got my little, little blue um, Geo Metro. And anybody out there listening know what I'm talking about. I used to ride them dribbles around in my car, man. She's got my car, man. Hey, man, this thing here, and try, it was a hot day. He tried to turn the vent. Put his hand on my thing. My thing is broke, man. They started laughing, and my seat one thing broke my seat. So I said, damn, man. <laughs> 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 hey, he had no money. We had no money then. But um, that's one of the stories that I can tell you about that brother. That brother worked hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. What was it like seeing those dudes like just go from? Because how how old was Patrice when you first? Now, but Patrice was a young boy. Patrice died, I think, at forty when he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a week or so before he passed away. I I was in Philadelphia and I seen him at a show. But um, I don't know. When I met Patrice. Um, he came in the bar. So I lived in Jersey. Me and another brother, Keith Robinson, and I lived in Jersey. And he introduced me to Patrice that day. Patrice. Came and stayed with us for like um, two weeks or three weeks or so. Mm-hmm. He might have been. Yeah, it was, I was so messed up behind my emotions with this woman I was going through. But <laughs> end of my career. Understood. For that point, anyway, yeah. that's a crazy story. But um, Patrice was like around I don't know ninety four. How old was he? Died in what two thousand eleven? Yeah, yeah. So take do the math. That's how old he was. He was a young buck, but he was he was good then. And mm-hmm. he was he was he was a kind of guy, man, that would um, go over. People always say Patrice didn't write. Patrice just got the office head. I seen Patrice with a notebook, man. I seen Patrice work on his act. Hmm. You know, don't think that earthquake. When he tell you that he just go out there and tell jokes. Ain't nobody gonna pay somebody twenty five, thirty thousand dollars for a weekend, and they and they ain't got no jokes written down. Oh no, earthquake yeah. got jokes. And you develop that over time. You don't yeah. develop that sitting around being silly and then acting silly for. I don't know how the circuit is. I don't know. It looks like to me that some guys are just doing 10, 15 minutes worth of comedy and getting paid like a headliner. So I don't know. I, I don't even know. I only started back last February. Mm. What would you. So I'm trying to think of 
the right way to ask this question. Trying to get some more keys, ain't you? Yeah, but this see this podcast is We're also a resource. Gyms. No, no, come on, let's get me. them gems. Let's get them gems. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm also trying to grow hey. as a comic. Get them gems. Get them gems. And also, well, I know, um, you know, there's like a lot of things that like, um, like a lot of types of material that you might think about that might be some that that's usually uncomfortable. You know, to talk about how do right. you get past you know those type of things? Because I feel like because the times that I have you know kind of not really cared about mm-hmm. exactly how they're going to take right. whatever I'm going to say. I said, man, as long as they laugh. Right. And it's kind of like, even like the weirdest stuff about myself will still work. But it's like, how do you kind of like just get past, get past that? Like yourself, like your own pride. Time. Time. That's, it's, that's hard. It's time. Mm-hmm. But, but start, but time spent the right way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying just sitting around and, and, um, and, um, just, just, just waiting. Mm-hmm. But get a focus on, like I always tell people all the time, talk about your life. If you want to talk about your life, talk about your life. So don't be afraid of the fact that they might not laugh yeah. or they might think you're weird. Mm-hmm. Because everybody has the same kind of problems. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the same kind of things going on in their life. There's nobody out there sitting in that audience that hasn't been through something mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't feel weird. Yeah, everybody feels feels separate from everybody else. Nobody feels like they belong. See, that's that's the thing that that um that that comedy touches. That's why I mean, that's why people laugh at it because they relate to it. If you're not, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not about to be rambling. I'm no, not saying, no, 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 you're speaking truth. But but when you stand up in front of an audience, man, remember these people aren't aren't you aren't better than you. You got an advantage because you know what you're gonna say. You got the microphone. So you got an advantage on them, so don't feel like like they um going going you going, that they gonna think you weird because mm-hmm. they are they already think you 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 use stuff because you standing up there, they already got that in their head. All you gotta do is say I'm delivering this to you. You gonna laugh, have that confidence, mm-hmm. and do it. But mm-hmm. know what you are gonna do. You understand what I'm saying, Dave? Oh, yeah. Don't don't be like you okay. Um, I'm gonna go up here and just. Just, just do what I feel. That's fine, but do what you feel in a structured way, mm-hmm. and have the confidence to say they're going to enjoy this. Because, okay. because they, they're your, um, you know, sounding. They, they listen. They're gonna listen to you. They want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't feel like they're any better than you. You, you, you can't. That's a, a, just hold on a nutshell. Don't feel like they're any better than you because they're not. Okay. Nobody is. What would you think is one thing that you've seen going on in, uh, at least in the North Carolina scene that, that you've seen that maybe wasn't there when you were, when you first started coming up and like, kind of like, what are like some things that you like and some things that you don't like about and what's going and, on? In North Carolina, from yeah. the comedy scene. Or just, just, just like the, the young, comedy yeah, the newest comedy generation, in youngest generation in, in uh, general. Uh, like any other entertainer, old top singer, whatever. Um, they don't respect the art form, man. Like I think they should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, it's only a handful of comedians that I see that really kind of respect the art form. And you see them guys get them laughs, yeah, because they cause they they respect the, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You got people, man, that just go on stage, man, that just just don't have nothing. And I yeah. find myself falling to the same realm sometimes. When when I was coming along, man, you didn't go on stage with with just winging it, mm-hmm. you know. But seem like a lot of guys get away with that. Yeah. Were crowds like a lot different back then? Like were they meaner back then, or were they are back, they back in the, they were um, are they more cynical now? They were um, they weren't as smart ah about comedy mm-hmm. as as they are now. That's one thing about today's um, crowds and today's comedians. Uh, good day is crowds actually. They're smarter. They know they, they see so much stand up. So so they know when you're not really studied. They know when you're not really mm-hmm. paying attention. They they know when you're just acting silly. Yeah. Back in the day, you was more like an entertainer, like a novelty act. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, if you wasn't Richard or you wasn't um you know, a big big name. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to have something else. You know, like I did impressions. I did singing impressions. I did stuff like that. So that's separated. Another guy I knew he did he did juggling. Some guys did magic along with their comedy. 
You understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of the difference. We're more like entertainers than comedians. Do you think that, like, now that people are able to kind of attain a mass amount of stand-up, like, in a, such a, like, in such a, an almost infinite amount, you know, do you think that has a positive or a negative effect on not not only the craft, but also, like, the industry, do you think? Just being that there's just so it's much stand-up to, to be consumed. It's hard to say because, um, because to me, man, you know, comedy and the, um, I don't know which kind of words I'm trying to put the word together right here. It's a, like I said before, it's a lot of comedians, mm-hmm. but only a few of them are percentage of them are funny. Yeah. You know, it might be good. Just because you get their laugh don't make don't make don't mean you're funny. Mean yeah. you're, funny. Okay. You're, you're a comedian. Yeah. How can you tell between just getting the laugh for being silly and getting the laugh for being funny? Is there is there something in it that that you can sense that like oh this is like they're laughing because what I did was you know a well crafted piece of comedy or is it just because I was just acting silly? Okay, now now you got people that walk on stage and they say something real crazy. Yeah. Like way out of line and the shock value will make you make you respond. Are you gonna cuss or scream or yell? Yeah. Are you gonna laugh? Yeah. The first mm-hmm. thing you go, Woo ah that guy's oh that guy crazy <laughs> You know? And after about a couple of minutes or so it dies down. If you don't get kicked nothing back up about you, he 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 was just trying to use shock. Mm. And if you got a guy that go on stage and he acting real goofy, he acting all damn near like like he like he um crazy or whatever, mm-hmm. and he laughing the whole time, and he stay right there with that. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that's working on it. That's the guy that has a ca- character that mm. that works. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Like you take now. Now I remember Dice Clay mm-hmm. and and um, Andrew Clay yeah. in Philadelphia. He would come to the Comedy Factory outlet in Philadelphia. Anybody in Philadelphia about for this? I was in the room a lot, and he would do Andrew Clay, and Dice was a character. Hmm. He would he, he would do. That's why he he's such a good comic because because he would do a half fire forty minutes of Andrew Clay, and then he would turn around, throw the jacket up, put the cigarette in his mouth, and he became Dice. And Dice was a character in his act, and his whole oh. act became Dice Clay. Yeah, because I only know him just as I'm saying, Dice. I, I, yeah. I, I, I can tell you, yeah, all right. just as Dice. Dice. That's wild. I can tell you a whole lot of things, man. That's wild. I was there. OG. I was there, Draw man. Draw my stories off. Draw my stories off on us, OG. Draw my stories off on us, Let me tell you something, man. Talk to us, OG. When Eddie Murphy filmed Raw, I was at the house all day. God damn. Me... Damon Wayans, Ken Ivy Wayans. Now I, I can get sued for this. My man's I'm is dropping hella names. Me, Damon, Keenan, uh-huh. uh, Charlie Murphy, oh. um, guy named Federoff Colin, who's a good friend of mine in Philadelphia. I got mm-hmm. him the job with Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, dropping hella names right now. I used to work, I used to go to dental school. Yeah. In Philadelphia, I was the one to be a dental technician, mm-hmm. and Federoff was a good friend of mine. He worked as we was in dental school together. I was working at the Comedy Works downtown. Eddie would come in there, him, a guy named um, I forget the other guy, Richie Tykin, mm-hmm. another guy. They would come in. Eddie would come in and do comedy. Mm-hmm. So I knew Eddie not close to Eddie, but I knew of Eddie. He knew of me, and so they came in town and they were shooting. Um, mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, Trading places. Yeah. Yeah. And so we went down, and I introduced, I introduced somebody, nobody, actually. We um, we was there, and the special assistant kind of knew who I was, and we kind of got to get close to him, and Federoff got to meet Eddie, and long, make a long story short, Eddie got hired, started working for Eddie, for, um, for um, Fed got hired, started working for Eddie. Anyway, he went to the crib that day when they shot um, Raw. We was mm-hmm. there all day. And, that's wow. what, and I was in the crib in uh, in Jersey all day. Eddie came out, gave us the tickets. He went down to the Felt Forum. So that's I was wild. in the house when he shot Raw. That's wild. Yo. I was backstage with Lisa, Lisa Colt Jam. Yo, he was he was at Raw. Yeah, yeah, I was at Raw. That's wild. I, I might have to, I might say something. Um, if you too young to not know what Raw is... Yeah, Dip from should. our cast, dog. Yeah. Dip from my cast, most, guy. Most definitely, if you have not watched... Eddie Murphy's Raw, 
or Delirious. Yeah. You've never should, seen Delirious? You should go. You never seen most Raw? definitely pause this podcast right Stop now. Here. We're done. And go, we're, go done watch with you it. For, we're done with you for now. Come go, back when you've seen it. And go watch yeah, it. Wrong, and then and then hit resume once you've seen it. Come back. I and then you wrong. can speak to me. I again. watched I watched um the woman come in with this suit. He had a purple one and a green one. The woman, the the Asian woman that that had the suit ready. So you mm-hmm. seen the green one? I seen both. Oh word! And he had to pick one because he had different. He, she had two different colors, different one. He picked the mm-hmm. one that he wanted to wear. I was standing right there. She came. He came up the elevator. Inglewood Cliffs um, house. Inglewood Cliffs, uh, half a mile. Well, right now next to um, George Benson's house and right there near Joe Pitsable's house. Hmm. I was in there all day. All day. Yeah, me fed another gentleman from Philadelphia. Yeah, so I so what up? I, I can tell you stories till the end. <laughs> I mean, that's my that's, Hey, that's cool with me. Or what would you say is has been your best and your worst uh, experience in stand up? Whether whether it be a gig or just in in. Uh, well, my best thing I did. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, well, that was a that. That was a real good time. Yeah, at the house that time, you mm-hmm. know, I still get chills when I think about it. The the farther away I get from that time, mm-hmm. the more um, special I feel about actually being there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that yeah. was a big deal for me as far as because like for, for dudes like us, that's like mythical because that's oh, before man. a and lot it, of us and, were and even it's, born. It's still a big stuff to me, man. Yeah, I, I got the um, pass home. I got the ticket home, and I keep that up. Before I just had it, mm-hmm. but this, but farther as far as I get away from it, the more I know I gotta keep it. Now it's in plastic, tucked away in the back of my closet. It's gonna be in the frame just, in like two years. Yeah, first, first, first yeah, it'll be a frame and, and way up in the top so nobody can't touch it. But um, but the the best thing other than before I stand up go because I used to open up for some groups. Mm-hmm. Opened up for Frankie Belvia Maze, and I did oh, wow. like a couple yeah Maze. Yeah, no, oh, you wow. you dropped a lot of names in that one. Hold on. Cause you, you I don't know, know for the roots. I don't know if you know, but we 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 fuck with the old school. Right? We do. We do. <laughs> we do. Cause no. we be blasting the Isley Brothers before the podcast. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> Grover Washington. Grover, yeah, yeah, yeah. I opened up for Grover a bunch of times in Philadelphia. Oh man, See, Grover you, pieces of a dream. Look, you catch Gil Scott Heron. Oh my goodness, you catch I, us before the podcast. We old dudes. Man, yeah. I was I was I was for Frankie. At, at the open um, theater in in, um, in Philadelphia, and Frankie, you know, our Frankie crowd is. Oh yeah. And I went out there. And I did that set, and that was one of the best sets I've ever had in my life. I thought I was a star. And you killed. You and killed. And that that, that that was that was like Frankie Belly and the OJ's, and and that oh, wow. was and, and and that was like maybe. Um, and the OJ's. The OJ's. That, that, that was like maybe two weeks after I did the um, the Raw thing. When wow. I went to the Raw House of Raw. Damn. So, so I was like, well, I thought I was a star. OG, you, <laughs> OG, you was out there. That's and what that really And then, because um, the girl I was talking to at the time, she called me. She said, I saw you at the main show. You was friend of Eddie Murphy. I said, oh, my God, I'm a star for real. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I, yeah. And I noticed with that audience, you know, because I, I did a few big rooms. Mm-hmm. So if you ever do a big room, you got to remember to take your time mm-hmm. because your voice carry. Now I don't know how it is now with the technology you have now. But back yeah. in those days, I learned after about the first or second time with a big room. Mm-hmm. Now you can't see you can't see nothing now. You can't see nothing at all yeah. in a big room because you got the lights and you just stand in focus. So you can't see nothing in here. You hear yourself through the monitors. Mm-hmm. And if you speak too fast... They're not gonna be able to catch you. They're not gonna, the people in the back ain't gonna catch you, so you gotta learn how to speak like this here when you're doing a big room. Yeah, I remember. When you're I, doing a small room, you can run your words together. Because when I went to um, the UCC finals at the uh, Carolina Theater, right? I remember I was uh, I was backstage <laughs> talking to like Jenny and JD yeah, and all them, uh-huh. and they were and they were kind of saying like you know when you get at that level, you're like it's it's weird because like I guess like. The laughs like go on a little bit long because they yeah. echo throughout. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's different. Wow. It's th- some people can't handle that. Yeah. Now, now some people will tell you that um, certain comics are made for small rooms. Certain mm-hmm. comics are made for big rooms. Yeah. You know, um, uh, if you're good, that one little technique of slowing down, having the confidence to slow down your words, mm-hmm. so you can um, so they can catch all your jokes. 
That's why that's why you see a lot of um, comics, the, the real good ones. Yeah, you see them when they get up there. They might mess around with with um, this and that and that and this before they get into their stuff mm-hmm. because they want to make sure everybody's paying attention. Hmm. You know, if if you look at uh, if you look at um, uh, Chris Rock latest special, the first one. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, they should be all of them. You notice how they come out. And they try, they kind of like, they already got the attention, but they, they try to like keep it slow first. Yeah. You want to keep it slow first. You got people in the back trying to adjust the sound to the whole room. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they have the sound check, it's yeah. still a different sound when the audience is there. It's a different sound when people are moving around. You know, that's just things that you learn. These are things that, that's why I'm, that's what I mean. That's art. Yeah. You know, the young boys, they don't know nothing about that. <laughs> but it has, that has to be known. They don't know yeah. about this art. If you if you if you're gonna be I take Cat Williams right yeah and you see when Cat come on stage man Cat got that music everybody pumping everybody hype you know what I mean but you yeah. notice when he stop he chill out and he started stuff he he don't just start running and running some of young boys you give them a room like Cat Williams with that with that kind of excitement going on some of yeah. young boys coming through the system come through that internet system it wouldn't yeah. be handled it wouldn't be handled because they're not professionals. Mm. Is that what I'm saying? Oh, wait. I feel since <laughs> since like I feel like we could at least somewhat relate on similar experiences with working with musicians and being on shows, right? With musicians, well, especially because you didn't, um, I guess you didn't really perform with musicians when rap exploded or whatever. No, but I, I know. What was it like to open up and perform with crowds like during that that like musical movement during the '80s? Oh man, it was nice, man. Man. 80s and, and parts of the 90s, I did that. Because, um, you know, I loved uh, I loved Frankie Belvin and Mays. I loved Temptation, Four Tops. Mm-hmm. Levi Stubbs told me right one day at the music fair in Philadelphia, he told me, listen, man, take care of your money. We wouldn't be out here. We didn't take care of our money. Four mm-hmm. Tops, Lee, second, you know, wink me. When that guy, <laughs> you're a five bunch. That guy. And, well, it was nice because, you know, um, it's fun, you know. You got yeah, bunch of people in front of you, man. You're doing what you like. You're getting a response. It was fun, you know. I miss it, you know. I I, I didn't know then that I would never do, never have it again. I didn't know that, mm. you know. I just start realizing that I'll never have it again. And over the last what six seven years, that that was something that happens to you. Supposed to take advantage of that and use that to keep that going. I didn't know that then. I thought I would always have the skills to be the funniest guy in the room. Hmm. But it goes away. If God gives it to you, you use it. You don't use it right, you take it away. You won't be the big man. You might be okay. You might continue to enjoy your jokes. Hmm. But but that, that time was gone for me. It used to, I had it in my hand. I, I, I'm not talking. I don't mean to bring yeah. stuff no, down. No, you're good. But, that's, but that's all part of... Um, of growth, man. Yeah. That's why I tell you all the time, like you and other comedians, man, you know, it's not just, just something you plan with. It's a very serious thing. Frank and the Jive. You know Frank and the Jive is? Did you see Car Wash, the original Car Wash? Yeah. The guy with the afro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, one of the funniest comedians that you want to meet, man, And he, as far as skills go. Look, mm-hmm. him up on, look him up and check out the way he do his jokes, man. Okay. Frank and the Jive. There's timing. I learned timing from watching him. How to slow down, how to wait on a laugh, how to not step on no laugh. Mm-hmm. You gotta have enough confidence that if they die laughing, don't say another word and, and, until that all that laugh is y'all milk that laugh. That's what okay. he told me. He said, milk that laugh. Don't step don't step on them. They laughing. Why are you talking? Wait till they get done laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he that told me. Like some OG knowledge yeah. right there. Hey, what the hell are you doing? Hey, wait for that laugh. Finish up. Yeah. Oh, they they yeah. not done yet. Yeah, like when you when you with your woman. You know, you know, I don't mean to get, I'm getting no, crazy. Go ahead, huh? <laughs> Talk to them, huh? They got to, they listen. Right, you can't, when, you got to, you got to let everybody you, know the truth. When you're with your woman, you know, you take your time. Yeah. You know, because you, you got something special you want to save, and you don't just mm-hmm. pr- kick it all out front the door. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hold it. That same I'm, I'm thing with, with artists. All right. When you're performing art, mm-hmm. you go, you don't, you don't spill your beans at the front door. Okay. Frankly, Ajay told me that. I said, I learned that from him. Hmm. And, you know, take your time. You know, know what you're doing. You got your joke in your head. 
tell you a joke. And and don't and don't and experience shows you how to present your joke. Mm-hmm. You know how and, you, and like I said, all, all come with knowing you. Once you start knowing yourself, mm-hmm. you know how to present how to present um, David to the people. Okay. You gotta know David first, and that comes with time, man. That's all that comes with this time. You ain't gonna go overnight, but you gotta have the structure mm-hmm. to for that growth. All right. What would you? Um, <laughs> who would you name as some of the some of the comedians that influenced you the most when you were first trying to figure out the whole stand up thing? George Carlin, mm-hmm. come right to head, right to top. He had an album called um, Class Clown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had an album called um, Occupation Fool. He had an album called um, AMFM. Frank of the Jai he had an album called um, Comedian Seriously. Um, him, uh, and then Richard. Mm-hmm. Richard wasn't the first off the top of my head because I grew up in a family where very religious, and I ain't hear about. It. I heard of Richard, but I wasn't allowed to come anywhere near Richard prior to like twenty almost, man. Mm-hmm. I adore Richard, but I couldn't listen to Richard no, and, mm-hmm. or, or Red Fox. Wow. But the, uh, Cosby, Cosby was a lot for mm-hmm. me in Philly because um, Cosby himself showed me that that you could that you could stand in front of people with your with the right frame of mind and tell jokes for an hour and a half without even um the camera not even coming off of you. Cosby showed you that told me that part. Yeah. Speaking of Cosby, I have a beef with FYE at the Four Seasons <laughs> Word. in Greensboro, North Carolina. Talk to I had him. actually purchased Talk to him. a Bill Cosby album uh-huh. and y'all gave me the wrong C D in the wrong album casing and uh I'm gonna whoop y'all ass next time <laughs> so, I come up. So to they the gave you the wrong Cosby album. Yeah, uh, Fye. I'm gonna need which Cosby Cosby album were you buying? To be honest, I don't even remember. It's it's at the crib. I've already listened to it, but like I was trying to like I was reading like the cover. Mm-hmm. Like I was going through you know the little booklet. Of course. And I was, I was like, man, none of these jokes that he's talking about matches up with this track list. Was it himself? Mm-mm. I had that on DVD though. Okay, that's a good one. I like, have like, Do you see his newest one? The the, the last one. one. It's great. For yeah. Uh, yeah, hilarious. Apparently, great. he was talking to um. Because that DVD had it was like a, a an extra feature, and he was talking to I think I want to say Bill Bellamy. Yeah. And he was talking to Bill Bellamy, and uh, I guess like I, uh, when they filmed the special, they have filmed the second show. Right. And apparently, like in the first show, he did a completely different. Yeah. 90 oh minutes. yeah. Oh yeah. Man. The first show, and then yeah. she was like, "I'm just gonna oh, do a whole yeah. another ninety minutes." For the recording of the special, I want to hear this. this I want to other, hear that. I want to hear other that. Other Cosby, Cosby, Cosby is a, a, a genius. He's a genius as a seasoned comic. He worked at it. He got plenty of material on his head. And you know, mm-hmm. as a comedian, man, that stuff always coming to your head. Yeah, True. you know, and, and when you when you're able to put it together after mm-hmm. time, you got you have you you have a whole enough material to fill this whole room up, man, with books and notebooks. Yeah. So so he so he can he can change up every night. A guy like him. Cause he's already there. He's a master comic. Yeah. yeah. Him, Seinfeld, you know, Dick Gregory. This guy's a. When, Dick Gregory was funny at eighty something years old, man. Yeah. After all the stuff that he went through and all the serious stuff that he did, I seen Dick Gregory about three years ago in Philadelphia, man. Do stand up out of this world. No political jokes. Just stand up. Wow. Because wow. he got the craft. You know what's funny, yeah. and Tom do that. Not um, rushing out there, get on YouTube, Instagram, some crazy, silly, acting like a discipline, making fun of this or that. Mm-hmm. It's fine if you can do it. God bless you. But it's a whole different thing. That's yeah. not, it's comedy, but you sound brittle. I sound brittle when I say it's not comedy. But it's not. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga, you not, it's not comedy, nigga. To me, it's not. Some people might say it's not. The OG saying it's not comedy. Yeah. It's okay. Okay, but it's cool. You ain't Cosby. Would you rather Eddie like Eddie Murphy put this, Eddie Murphy tell you that too? If you yeah. get thoughts on. Would you, you rather? Would you rather them kind of section themselves off as maybe a different genre? Of comedy? I like that. Of idea. course, you know. Just say, just say, just say. Um, I'm an internet comic. Yeah, because I would say just stay on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. He said, "Don't come in a room trying to do stand up. Yeah, Stay ass on Instagram." God damn way, man. Because there understand. are a few, um, like you know, actual stand ups who do you know write and then you know create internet content. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's not talented. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying it happens so fast for. I, I, I'm just saying, like everything else in life, man. If you if you're blessed to to um, 
to move faster than other people, fine. You know, mm-hmm. God bless you. But to me, you know, a good wine takes time. A good pot of soup takes time to cook. A good, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It ta- everything takes time. I, 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 you know, old. I guess I guess older people kind of understand that a little better. Okay. Um, aside from, uh, like you said, work ethic as being you know a thing to dis- uh, distinguish. You know, a comment that's going to make it. What, are you, what, are you, what is something that you would like to see from my generation of comedians coming up that uh, you think that we might be lacking in that could be vital to just the, the health of the craft going on in the future? It's hard to say, man, because um, all I said, and y'all, you listened the whole time and talk, I've been talking about this, just talking about that too. But uh, what I'm saying is that um, uh, in 79, when I started, 78, when I started, if all this stuff was available, I probably would have did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? Yeah. But um, knowing what I know now about comedy and with how things go, um, if I was a young buck today, I would get off the internet. Okay. I would start going to the comedy rooms mm-hmm. and learn things the old-fashioned way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, learn how to structure my act. I would listen to some old albums. Some old, um, not so much for the jokes, but for the, for the way they set their jokes up, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I would try to talk more about my life and not just about um, whatever. It's about crazy sexual topics and drugs and, and acting like a woman, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I would I would try to be a comedian, an artist. Yeah. Now, now you take, um, you take, um, for example, Take KRS One, yeah. yeah. All right, take KRS One, and take um, some of the artists today that's rappers. Yeah, you look at him and you can see that he took time out to to get his stuff straight. Yeah. Now I don't listen to a lot of lot of rap today. I don't know, but it sounds like to me they don't sit down and study they and don't. research. They don't. No. KRS One's a brilliant man. Of him, course. Um, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that was like I mean. that's one thing we talk about a lot on this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Is these motherfucking whack ass rappers, nigga? Bro, yo, bro. we've said this, bro. bro. We've been saying this bro. shit for like over a year. Come on, come on. Bro, we fucking sick of these rappers. Sick, sick I'm of these through. rappers. You hip hoppers. I mean, look, y'all trash. Y'all ain't been listening. Get the, the fuck off of SoundCloud. The entire time. time, OG yeah. been saying that the comedy game is the hip hop game on the level. Because yeah, yeah, the whole time, like the analogy in my head is when we talk about people who kind of get that quick mainstream fame yeah, off yeah. of like internet comedy, it's I feel like it's the same thing as a lot of these yeah. SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, these guys who you know just kind of half baked, not as great. Yeah, get hyped off of like they, just yeah. all type of drugs. Like yeah. a lot yeah. of these dudes can't compare to yeah. what hard work and dedication See, looks cause like. Because even um, right. who else, who were we talking to? I don't remember. It, it, we were talking, and it was kind of like a. We kind of want to be like how like you know like the Wu Tang like Method Man and yeah uh, yeah, yeah those yeah, those guys like yeah. they really like like they had they had their moment to shine but it's like because they were so dedicated to the actual right. art form that's right and they didn't kind of fuck around with the money or whatever mm-hmm. they're still able to do that they're still because there. there's always going to be an audience for that for, for like good, that for music for that like good fundamental yeah. like even like you can get not saying you can't get creative with it of with course. your rapper whatever no, if you, you have some creative. weird you know other you could you could be a kid honest about yourself you could yeah go, you could go do kid cutty stuff but yeah, i also but, feel like a lot a lot of people are not really taking the time to study and that's yeah. like that's another thing that yeah. i feel like i me personally i've like with the people i associate my, myself with as far as comedy goes i don't see it as much as rap because I, I feel like mm-hmm. with, with rap and music in general is you you have to have a whole nother yeah persona it's referential yeah. where like it's so it's so much more arrogance that goes along with the music industry yeah. i feel like yeah sure but like yeah, I'm like I've always been to people. It's like, man, like if I'm a, because even when before I did stand up, you know, I've been watching stand up since you know seventh grade, mm-hmm. and okay. it took me so from that was from age eleven watching stand up, <laughs> yeah. and then I tried it for the first time at seventeen, yeah, and then I didn't do it again until I was nineteen, and then I stuck with it after nineteen. Yeah, you were boring comedy. But I, it was I like I still did. I still watched it. I'm not. I still took funny. the time to watch. That's it. That's okay. I'm con- I'm like I'm conversational. I watch comedy. I watch stand up every day. That's mm. my shit. I will sit. <laughs> I like. I learned the craft. I've been you before. I've been in bed. Yeah, club. he, he comes to mics. I, I do yeah. come to mics and watch. I yeah. love watching comedians work. Yeah, but I, I'm not gonna do it. 
everybody. I, can. I talk to him. I love to talk That's to him on the podcast. Can. This is my. This There's is so much me. stuff that that the people can do that I wish I could do, man. Mm-hmm. You know, this is me. So um, everybody do what they do. I converse. I like to talk to people. I, I like to hear the stories and yeah. joke from there. That's yep. where I'm. That's where I'm at. Okay. I'm not on stage. Cool. What um, what comedians that are like maybe hot right now or like uh, comedians coming up or even comedians in our local scene that you feel like are really doing it. The right, the right way. way, you know what I'm saying? Like even like like I'm talking like also including like you know mainstream guys. So. Yeah, like, excluding you. What? Ex- ex- excluding you. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear about. I me. think you're basically doing things the right way, David. I, I don't want to hear about me though. But you look like you. I watch you. I watch Dayhaj. I watch JD. And, and you, 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 you know the guys that's mm-hmm. doing this stuff the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying their names, but you know what I'm talking about. And you got other people in there that's coming along nice, mm-hmm. too, you know. But um, what, the, what, what I mean when I say the right way is you, you can tell that, that they're paying attention to what they're doing mm-hmm. and not yeah. just, just talking, you know. How would you distinguish? I guess it's hard you say- to get that good, man. Yeah. And, and, for, and these guys only been at, what, a couple, three years or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's that's not easy. So so I know how hard they're working on, on that stuff in the, in the middle of the night. Yeah. If, if I wasn't working two jobs with the family and everything else behind me, yeah, I would be if I, I, would, I would be really strong. But see, I, I I selected to do other things. I got a daughter, I got a wife, I got a mm-hmm. household, and I, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Respect. fine with my state of life right now. Respect. What would you? <laughs> I'm Are, having a good time with my jokes too, though. What would you rather have? Or what? What do you think is more uh, acceptable, like for a career, like to go that Kevin Hart route, like to where you just like superstardom, superstardom, doing and like doing the movies, or well, my my personal favorites, Bill Burr, where it's just kind of like you just uh, Bill you're Burr. not I not like a, not car. not extremely superstarish, but it's like you got that res- you got the respect that you feel like well the respect that he deserves, and yeah. like he's still just constantly putting out quality material. Yeah. Not saying that Kevin Hart's not putting on quality material, but like, would you have rather that like just level of like extreme superstardom, or are you? Would you be? Would you rather be like, well, I it's got what I would want? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Well, if I can go back, mm-hmm. I want to be the biggest guy in 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 the show. <laughs> he want that That's what he really talking about. Like he everybody else, spot, bro. Right? Yeah. Shoot, I love that Eddie Murphy spot. Shoot, bro. I love not to be able to have to go to work and make sure my daughter got everything for the rest of her life and her kids and. And his, her kids, kids, and all that. Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, that's what we, that's what, you know, that's mm-hmm. what it's about. That's what we live for. Everybody live for that carrot. How you feel about, like, <laughs> I feel that. I feel yeah. that. That's real. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen, like, I've Crazy. seen uh, a couple of shows, like a couple of stand-up shows where it seems like, not so that it's not stand-up, but it's more like a one-man show-ish. Yeah. One-man yeah, show-ish, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. my life. Performance art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um... How do you feel about that, you know, coming, that type of performance art kind of bleeding into the stand-up? I like that. You do? I like that. I, I enjoy watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how Whoopi Goldberg got in. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg got in. If you remember, she, she got in um, with a, a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. A lot of the comics are going into one-woman show. Some people don't know the difference between a one-woman, one-woman show and a stand-up act. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? You know, um, uh a stand-up act is, is comedy. You know, you stand up there, you're doing your joke, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. A one-woman show, you're putting together, um, you got you got your, um, your scenes, mm-hmm. you got your, um, your segues, you got your um, characters, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got the time, timing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's harder to do. I never was into it. I, I like it, but I never had that gift. I don't have that gift. Yeah. Where would you place Colin Quinn on that? Because I've watched some of Colin Quinn stuff, Colin and some Quinn of it great. seems. I was like, man, that's like that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of one like one man show. But I was like, but it's really you got a thing called New York something, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've watched some of it, you know, and, and I think it's funny, but you know, it kind of pulled me away because I can't relate. I'm not from New York, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah I, I know he's a nice guy. I met Colin. I know Colin. Um, he helped me out a lot when I used to go to a place called Catch a Riding Star in New York City mm-hmm. many years ago. But he's he's one of the good one of the good guys, man. And I'm, you know, but I, I I never really 
help myself to sit there and watch that that um this Netflix special, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty funny. Except I'm not from New York, so I don't relate to a lot of this. I'm like, yeah, okay, but I'm not from New York. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that. Where would you say now? Like if a uh, if Yondi came up to you now and asked you, like, hey, I'm plan I'm planning on moving for stand up. Where should I go? Are you still thinking that like, oh, it's best to head to either New York and L.A. or are you, or are these like other kind of like sub? Yes, just sub like you said subcultures. You know, of comedy. You know, for comedy, I think the best place. I haven't spent much time in L.A., but I think the best place to be for comedy in New York City. Mm-hmm. I think that still is the best place. Okay. You know, I was in the circuit in New York City. I know how it is. I know how it was. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the best place for a young person to go. I think if you're planning on going there, I think you should get there. Okay. If, if, if you're going there, get there. The sooner you get there, the better. Okay. Get your open mics in, in New York City. What is that? Was I don't want to hold you over too much on time, but I'm like, good, what was that? What was I'm, that like experience? Fun, what was that experience <laughs> of like being in New York like that? Oh, man. The New York comedy experience like it was fun, man. It was fun. You get to go out to the clubs, you know, you go in there, you put your name on the list, and you got that and then name on one list. You go to another club, you name on another list, or you get, and you get to a point where you're a regular at different clubs mm-hmm. and call it in and say, "I'll be here at eight. The other club at 8.30, other club at 10 o'clock. You know, you do like three sets a night. You might get $25, $30 a set. Mm. And that's, that's, that's how you made your living. And that, uh-huh. that was great, man. And at the time when I was doing that, I didn't know it was such a rare tier. It was such a um, nice thing to be able to do. To be I thought everybody, I thought it was easy for everybody to do that. But the friend I was with, Keith Robinson, he was taking care of that for me. And mm. I didn't realize that he was doing something so nice, so good for me. Mm. I was just drusing it. I wouldn't show up for set sometimes. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I would see people like Rock and, and Chappelle and, you know, and, and I would sell. And I, you know, I, you have my spot, man. I ain't going up. That kind of stupid stuff I was doing. So mm. so that's, that's the reason why I, I'm, I'm speaking from a point of experience because I know exactly what it takes, man. Mm-hmm. That's why you talk to me. Say, yeah, I get either talking to me in the club. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get to rambling. I mean, I say I know I'm just talking, man. But because I kind of want want people to, to make these mistakes, man. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm trying to make as it's, few it's mistakes precious. as possible. It's yeah. precious because because the gift that we have to make people laugh, man, is it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's precious. God God gave you that mm-hmm. to use, not not to just abuse. We, our people abuse so much talent, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, some of the funniest people in the world, man, walking around in prison, drunk on crack, yeah. and they yeah. and God gave them singing talent. They could dance. They they, they entertainers. Some of them can, yeah. can sit down and put numbers in front of them. They can tell you what number to go where mm. because they wasted it. That's mm. why we. That's why we suffer so much. I'm getting deep now. But oh, that's OG part talk, of it. Yeah. He giving you life experience, but he's talking to you. He's talking. To that's you. part of it, man. He's talking to you. All right, I guess since, the decisions you make in life, man, mm-hmm. affects the whole your whole life, man. Look the, at the, you. the financial decisions you make, the mental decisions you make, the physical decisions you make affect your whole life. So anytime you make a decision, think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, after after you've grown, your parents aren't here no more. Make your decision. You think about your decision. Don't don't wait on nobody to make a decision for you. Make it yourself and mm-hmm. think about it. The sooner you learn to think for yourself, the better off you're gonna be. Yeah. Okay. It's like Malcolm Twitch. Respect. All right. I guess what we'll do last, I'm gonna ask one more last piece of advice. Come on. For all these young comics. Come on. This is for everybody. This is for everybody. This is for everybody. You. Y'all niggas better listen to this shit too. Speak up. Hey. Y'all niggas better listen to this shit too. Uncle Rock been talking to y'all all episode. And keys y'all have been, been given. He been dropping keys. Have gems. been given for the last hour. Gems. And if y'all drop these motherfuckers, please. I'm slapping the shit out you. Every one of y'all. Everyone. All right. All right, let's say young comic like myself right now, kind of getting ready to, kind of trying to get himself ready to go from a scene like North Carolina to a bigger scene mm-hmm. like in New York. What What do you think? What What should be the plan of of attack necessarily to making sure that he is as ready as he possibly can be by the time that he can financially get himself or herself? Same, you don't discriminate. Okay, the set or so the. Um Advice would I have if, if you were to go to New York or L.A. or whatever, Atlanta mm-hmm. or whatever right now, same way you walked into your first comedy room, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, take your knowledge that you had here, that you gained here. Mm-hmm. But walking through that um, that comedy scene with that same knowledge, same when you walked in there, mm-hmm. you know, and go to the next level with that. Mm-hmm. And don't forget what you what you learned here. And walk in there open mic the same way. You sign up your paperwork, do what you have to do, put me on the list. You start at the bottom, okay, fine. But you start at the bottom in that club, but you have wisdom already. You know yeah. what's funny. You know who David is a little more. And start from there and learn from that section. Mm-hmm. Learn from that group of people. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you got a young young brother in there, an older brother in there, talk to him. Listen to him. Listen to people. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, man, All these, everything is, is there for you. Mm-hmm. So um, listen to them, and, and and listen to what people are saying when they're talking. If you notice, sometimes in the club, I listen to, to people's um, comments, conversations, mm-hmm. listen to what they're, they're talking about, because you can kind of get jokes and material from that. Sometimes yeah. people are funnier when they're sitting there talking to each other than they are when they get on stage. Mm-hmm. That's because the person that they are, they haven't learned how to put it on stage yet. Mm-hmm. Remember that time you, you was you was I was talking about work. You're talking about work, and you said yeah. you said something about I had I had my shirt tail tucked into. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You know, but um, but but and you might go on stage with it, sell it, and it won't mm-hmm. get no laughing. You throw it away. Mm-hmm. But but that was you. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you go to Atlanta, or go to New York, you know, keep on trying to be David. Mm-hmm. Don't try. Don't try to be nobody else. Richard Pryor is Richard Pryor. Eddie's Eddie, uh, Chris Rock, Chris Rock. That's why they're making all this big money, man. Because can't nobody come in there and say I'm gonna be Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Can nobody come in there and be Eddie Murphy? They don't yeah. want that guy. They want the guy, the people that give give out the money and write the checks. They want the guy to be their product. That what they paid for. Okay. Okay. okay that's enough. <laughs> you, you, keep talk to you keep giving the advice. Come on. Keep giving the Keep giving the advice. When you go into the, the bigger city. Uh-huh. Take David with you. Don't try to be like the people in New York. Yeah. Don't try to be like people in Atlanta yeah. or people in LA. Be David. Okay. Structure David and be and make David funny. Cause that's that's where you get paid. That's where you get your thing going. Mark. That's what make Chuck D. Chuck know D. Know yourself. <laughs> know yourself, David. Word. Know yourself. From the wild. Know thyself, right? Know thyself. Know thyself. That's the name of this episode. Know thyself. Know thyself. Know thyself. <laughs> know thyself. Hey. Feature Rocky Wilson. Thank you. you know Uncle what? Rock been talking to y'all all day. He, he been all the keys. with y'all. You know what? Matter of <laughs> fact, he opened up the door. When y'all, y'all listen to this episode, I want everybody to comment. Yo. They name. Yo. And I'm going to keep up with you. Get a notebook. And if you don't become successful, I'm smacking Get the a shit out you. Get a pencil Because we pad. just gave you the keys. Take notes. For the next hour and two minutes. This is take an annotated notes. podcast. You must take notes. It's required. It's required. This episode. 100% your grade. You was learning. You got to learn now. It's take, 100% take your notes. grade. Okay. Write it down, people. Because every time you hear a key, write, write that. Write that bitch down, bro. Put it on your wall. Look at write it. Write that bitch down. Like, feel it. All right. It has been a wonderful episode. Yeah, it's been wonderful, man. It has it's been, been a wonderful episode. We appreciate yeah, having you. Thank you. It's fun, man. A lot of fun. It's been it doesn't matter where you're at. Gyms. I don't care where you're at right now. Put your motherfucking hands together one more time. Are we going to add in claps? Are we? For Rocky Wilson. Yeah, I'm, uh, we, we I'm adding sorry, claps. adding claps. Yeah. I'm, adding, I'm adding claps. Yeah, we need to. To these. Yeah, because. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, make sure that you go follow us on all social media. Make sure you rate, subscribe the podcast. Of course. Uh. If you want to talk to us, just email us at podcastoffthecuff at gmail.com. Absolutely. That's, that's what you can do. Instagram at podcastoffthecuff. Yeah. Twitter, uh, offthecuffnc. Because that's where we're at. Oh, North yeah. Carolina, Facebook, baby. you know, at OTC Pod. That's, that's right. That's if you feel like it. Yeah, and, um, you know, we on Stitcher. We on iTunes. We on Google Play. Absolutely. And we on SoundCloud if you got an Android. Yeah, if that's what you want to listen to. And you don't have Google Play, so. That's true. Okay. So. Make sure you share this with your friends, with your family, with the dude that's sleeping with your baby moms, whatever the fuck's going on in your yeah, life. Yeah. Whatever's going on in your life. Yeah. Or, you know, the dude that's sleeping with your husband. If that's what's going on in your life, I'm we just talking to you. We just We do not discriminate on infidelity here. Look, if you are in Atlanta on this podcast. If you are in Atlanta and your man got a man, hey, we're not judging you. Like that, dog. We're not judging you. And be like that bit on. We're not judging you, fam. It's hey. Hey. Y'all enjoy your week, man. We we appreciate Thank you. Enjoy your week. Hey. Rock, it was, it was a pleasure. Oh, we appreciate you coming by. All right.
Oh, oh, oh. 